Hello, my name is Kel Spellman and I'm here to welcome you to another of our bonus episodes. This time, we get to hear even more from singer-songwriter Birdie. Birdie and I had a good old chat about the influence nature has had on her music and her first steps to living more sustainably. I hope you enjoy it and I'll catch you at the end. I was really lucky where I grew up because it was sort of in the middle of nowhere and we were surrounded by lots of lakes and like it's it's down in the new forest so it's really beautiful and like hidden away and there's wild animals everywhere and like you know we'd swim every summer swim in the lakes and in the sea and stuff and so I've always been really close to nature and like appreciated it a lot and I find it quite hard to be like when I'm traveling and stuff to be in the city for too long even now like I mostly live in London but I have to go back to be yeah. in the countryside yeah I, do you know it's, it's something that I, similarly as well I'm kind of from Manchester which I don't think yeah. is it's not as beautiful and as green but, you know <laughs> we, we are fortunate to have some great green spaces and I think there's a lot to be said when you've been brought up with it that you always seem to want to turn back or go to it and I guess for yourself you know given I mean how long you, you, you've been in music you know touring and albums and recording studios there's not a lot of natural light do you find that overwhelming sense of kind of that's what you'll turn to is a bit of refuge and peace and quiet I guess yeah definitely even in my songwriting it's so inspired by the landscape and my early album first record was quite dark and like reflective and I feel like a lot of that came from where I grew up and just being really inspired by nature and I'll probably end up going back to the countryside at some point and ending up there I can't imagine not wanting to be in nature no and that's one of the things I think that a lot of people have found particularly just given the last 12 to 18 months and naturally, I think people have turned yeah. to the natural world as a bit of respite. Um, yeah. Do you, do you find kind of that you talked about kind of with your songwriting? I found that quite interesting. Is that where you'll try and do most of your songwriting then out in nature? Yeah, I do. I mean, on this record, my new record, I was in Los Angeles a lot and in Nashville, but I was staying in Topanga Canyon in LA, which is like really beautiful and like away up in the mountains and like it was like 10 minutes to the sea as well so I try to like surround myself with some kind of nature and but that's like a different feeling completely because it's so vast you know it's just you get such a different feeling being there so I think it changed the music quite a lot oh mate in in in, and in what sort of sense I guess it has a feeling of being a bit out of my depth and being a bit lost in like this big space in this big city in Nashville we'd sit out on the porch like I was working in the studio out in the countryside so all day we'd just write out on the porch and like the cicadas would be singing and like it was just so so oh, beautiful to be there stunning yeah. that's what you want <laughs> yeah. isn't it that's kind of when I, if I was to ever think about songwriting that's yeah, where that's I picture what myself want. it's interesting because the way you describe that maybe you know kind of with this sound possibly a little bit out of your depth and a little bit overwhelming I Funnily enough, I think they're feelings that we all feel when it comes to talking about climate change, you know, and the climate crisis. But I was I was reading as well, um, I think it was in a similar interview for, for The Independent, it was, that you've also been looking to try and eat less meat and you trying to grow your own vegetables a little bit. So is that is that quite a new thing for you? That is quite new and that's something I'm still trying to work on. Um, like I'm someone who has like loads of dietary restrictions I'm like one of those really annoying people um I don't really eat very much red meat at all and try to limit 
um, eating too much meat in general. And like in the lockdown, when I was with my family in the countryside, we were growing vegetables and like lettuce and, you know, which is really good. But I'd like to do more of that. I think I could do a lot more. Do you think that's maybe part of it with, with yourself, Birdie, as well as that um, you've kind of been fortunate enough to have that appreciation for the natural world, not just through kind of where you're growing up, but where, like you say, if your parents are growing your own veg, the fact you're kind of quite close to the natural world that gives you that appreciation I guess that maybe some people might not have yeah I think it probably does and like to me it's like sort of something I grew up with you know my mum would grow potatoes and like you know it's just yeah <laughs> I've gotten a lot with three of my best mates that I'm always talking about so anyone who's growing veg I'm like come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also there's nothing more rewarding there is nothing more rewarding yeah it is yeah it's so nice you spoke about kind of you know that obviously with dietary requirements probably makes it tougher, but I'm interested to know how, how are you finding kind of navigating the space, you know, of trying to make you maybe more sustainable decisions, but obviously under the guise of we still have to, still have to live, I still have to eat, mm. do you know what I mean? And get all the good stuff in. How, how are you finding it? I find it really difficult actually. Like I'm not meant to eat like loads of things like wheat and dairy and, um, and so sometimes I have to eat some of the things you're not really meant to. But I think it's just taking it one step at a time and trying new things or like asking someone who's maybe like a vegetarian, like what kind of things they eat and like planning your diet a bit more and things like that. Yeah. And with like, uh, it was something you said just before about kind of feeling that guilt, which I think is something that we all feel. How do you combat that? is my first question on that. How do, how do you kind of, you know, combat that guilt, I think, and, and the overwhelming mm. feeling, I guess? I think as long as you're focusing on like small things that you can do, just talking about it with other people. And also for me, it's been really great watching documentaries like the David Attenborough thing, A Life on This Planet. It really like opens your eyes a lot. Yeah, I think just stuff like that, just informing yourself. But I think, yeah, it's good to have a conversation about it. Yeah, it's always the best place to start. With someone, you know, as, as we all are, and I'm myself, you know, trying to learn, do you think the lessons out there are, are easy to find? Or do you find that sometimes it's actually a little bit difficult to, to find <laughs> out what are the things I should be doing and shouldn't be doing and... Do you find it a confusing space or have you found it pretty easy to go, all right, that's a good thing to do and okay, I can try that? Mm. I think it can be quite hard sometimes because all the things that I've kind of looked at, it, it's talking about stuff on such a big scale that sometimes you can feel a bit lost and like, I don't know what I could actually do myself. So sometimes that can be a bit scary. There are definitely small things, but it is hard to find information sometimes. Yeah, it, well, no, that's and that's kind of partly why I made this this podcast. You know, with WWF is because of exactly that. You know, it's it's such a vast vacuum of a space. I think at times, and sometimes it just all needs to be simplified a little bit. You know, there are people working on the bigger picture, but I think that we can also maybe hone in a little bit on on the smaller one. With with young people as well, I think there's. Um, that's quite an interesting one. I know, obviously, kind of that'll be not just a part, but it's a, it's a big part of your audience. From you as a 12-year-old to maybe looking at 12-year-olds now, do you think that they seem to be a little bit further ahead than maybe myself and you were at that age and they seem to be a bit more aware and on it, I guess? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, there's a big change there, I think. And that a lot of that's probably because of Greta and empowering so many young people. I feel like she's really ignited something in, in the younger generation, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, even like, you know, my little cousins coming home from school, they seem to be so aware of it, which is really great. And that was not 
I mean, that wasn't the same when I was at school. No, same, same for me. It's, it's funny that though, isn't it? Like kind of that feeling of going, probably not know as much as you should. Like, I think, you know, it's actually, you just know what you can. And if you've got the, the interest to learn more than you can, but I don't think there's any right or wrong amount. And I think it's, I found as well, and I think this is part of the point, it's frustrating that you feel that way when actually, if you did want to know more, it should just be easy and accessible for you to learn more. But that's just not quite the case I think in in western world anyway in the western kind of society we find ourselves and I think there's a little bit more of a simplicity and appreciation of things maybe away from this kind of rat race that we find ourselves in have you found with with Toronto are there any places around the world that you kind of seen or were in that kind of really I don't know you know resonated you're like this is a this is a beautiful space or scene is there a moment on tour you remember seeing or experiencing something in in nature or with people or communities that that you always remember um my god I mean there's been so many beautiful places that I've been really lucky to go to um but I think like actually touring in America was was really amazing because it's so huge that you kind of end up in places like we'd stop off um like in between cities and sort of like just be in the middle of nowhere where it feels completely untouched by humans sometimes, which is kind of amazing to feel that. But I mean, I love that because it's just, it's nature again, isn't it? So it's like, <laughs> I feel really at home. It's back to basics, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, kind of on music as well, and it'd be reminiscent of me not to, to ask, because I'm sure lots of people listen or want to know. So it's been five years since you toured. What's going on music-wise <laughs> and, 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 and what can we get excited about? You mentioned a new album in yeah. there as well, Inspired by Nature. Yeah. It could be the Call of the Wild theme tune <laughs> the next series. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, well, yeah, so I've just put out a new album which is called Young Heart I've been writing it over the past five years so it's taken quite a long time but yeah it was sort of inspired by Joni Mitchell and Nick Drake and uh, so it has like quite a Laurel Canyon-y kind of feel to it it's kind of 70s inspired but it's sort of about heartbreak and being alone for the first time and that kind of the journey that that sort of takes you on and I guess then then looking to hopefully take that around and we'll be able to hear that live all hoping it goes well. I hope so. Soon. I hope so. I mean, I don't know if, when we'll be able to do that, but yeah, some point in the future, I hope. That there was the wonderful Birdie. It was so brilliant to chat with her and I do hope you enjoyed our extended conversation too. Massive thank you to Birdie for joining me on Call of the Wild as well. Please do subscribe to our podcast and if you wanted to add a little cherry on top, if you could leave us a review, it would be greatly appreciated and that really does help us get the word out to more people and spread all things Call of the Wild. And don't forget, if you've got any tips or tricks or ideas that you've been trying and you want to share them with us, please do anything that is having a positive environmental impact. I would love to hear from you and hear what that is. It's very simple. You just have to send a message to callofthewild at wwf.org.uk or you can join in the conversation on Twitter. Just use our hashtag callofthewild. Our next episode is going to be out in two weeks' time where we're going to be looking at rewilding and how we can put our green fingers to the test. I'm Kel Spellman and Call of the Wild is a fresh air production for WWF. The wild is calling, it's time to act. (laughs) 